hola and bienvenue is super respectable. That's two languages there. There you go. Bonjour. Bonjour. No. Uh, my name is Toshio Rahman, and with me is David Lewis. Hey, Dave. How are you this beautiful, well, beautiful here, mid-May day? How's, how's the day in the Netherlands? Uh, the day is okay. It's unseasonably chilly and cold. People are, oh my goodness, someone's doing a, they're doing drag racing down our street. Um, <laughs> there's never a dull moment uh, on my street, uh, just so everyone knows. I live in a very busy uh, main shopping street and there's always some stuff. So I'm going to close the curtains so I can focus on the, the podcast. There you go. Um, but yeah, it's been very, uh, very chilly, very cold um, and just not helping with the overall situation. So I, I'm very much hoping that some sunshine and warmth comes soon. So at least that helps the, the mental health. Yeah. It, um, what time is sunset now in the Netherlands? Is it pretty late? That's one good thing. That's uh, it, it's quite late in the Netherlands. Um, it can be. It's getting close to the longest day of the year, which is June something something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it it can be like ten ten o'clock, ten thirty, and you're still seeing like the sun rays. Yeah. And how do you feel about that? Are you like, do you like that, or is it weird, or? Yeah, it kind of makes me forget about like uh, uh, proper eating times, hence our, <laughs> yeah. our delayed start time today. Yeah. So it's like perfectly sunny and I'm like, oh, well, you know, got all the time in the world. And I look at the, the clock and I go, oh, no, it's it's not that at all. It's yeah. terrible. For me, it's weird because here it's like around uh, uh, nine, but like you can still see like, like I think the perfect time for sun- sunset is around in the seven o'clock, seven to eight o'clock time personally for me, mm. because sometimes when it goes late, it just messes up everything for you right you want to eat later you don't like time you feel like you still have enough time but it's only in a couple more hours until midnight but here in vancouver we've definitely started getting longer and longer days so summer's not my favorite season i like fall and uh fall and spring more fall but it's nice though like i mean i'm not complaining it's not it's not like something we can change or anything <laughs> i think uh vancouver is a very nice place to be in canada because it has a very nice uh range of temperatures whereas ottawa where I'm from is ex- extremes. Uh, it can be 35 degrees in the summer, super hot and humid, and then minus 20 something in yeah. the winter. Yeah. Whereas Vancouver is generally more like, I guess, the Netherlands. Yeah. I don't know. Uh-huh. I think so. I haven't spent uh, a huge amount of time in, in Vancouver. Like in the winter, what, what's it like? Just rainy, rainy and cold, but no snow. So lovely. Yeah, like London. So if you've been, you live in London, you live in Vancouver. So I think you're good. Uh, something interesting I found out about the Netherlands. I, know, I think we spoke about this before, but I was watching this clip the other day. Apparently the Netherlands is like the hub for super yacht manufacturing, right? Like uh, yeah. a lot of like luxury yachts are built in uh, Amsterdam or outside yeah. Of Amsterdam. Yeah, I saw a few getting uh, constructed on my way to work um, a few Ooh. years ago. It's very interesting. Um, well, the, the kind of challenge I thought was how did they get this thing out of there? They build it in this canal, like inland lake, and yeah. uh, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, that's the, that's the challenge. But uh, I'm pretty sure was, they were building some one of these um, Russian oligarch uh, yachts. It was really quite something. Yeah, I was. I, I came across it because I was. This video came up where uh, they're talking about Jeff Bezos' newest five hundred million dollar yacht. It was building in the Netherlands, and it's his second because, of course, you need two. <laughs> and uh, uh, and uh, it was built in in Amsterdam. And uh, yeah, I mean that's amazing. I think it's fantastic. And apparently, these companies, you know, because they're so like they only build one or two a year uh, per company because, of course, it takes so much time and it costs so much money. But but uh, I, I guess. I guess they're done like very precisely and very like with a lot of attention and detail if you're spending that much money. Yeah. And I can imagine if you're a super rich dude like that, you don't, you don't want a boat that's going to tip over or have any surprises <laughs> or have like special sonars and uh, all sorts of things. So yeah. I'm sure they, they get uh, loads of security and extra things that uh, average folk don't get in there and their boat. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah i mean i think we talked about yachts one time but uh yeah it's definitely very fascinating life and uh you know some some billionaires live in the sky some live on on boats i guess some live on well they all seem to be i'm looking at your background and for again our audio listeners tosh has a, a rocket taking off into space yeah all these billionaires are into that that's like the cool thing to do if you're a super billionaire they all want to go, go into space yeah branson uh, bezos um musk they're all doing it yeah. Who else is there? They're all yeah. trying that. 
So uh, it's so funny you mentioned that because today's topic is uh, is somewhat related. That's why I changed the background. Uh-huh. But uh, I uh, read a book a couple of years ago about very Elon. nice. Thank you. <laughs> it's the only one I've read, so I'm pretty proud of it. Uh, I wrote a I read a bio about Elon Musk when kind of he was in the news a lot. I mean, he still is, and I was really just fascinated at him. I know he's a very controversial figure. Not everyone thinks he's he's legit, but he has an interesting history. And uh, I, uh, I don't know if people know that, but know this or not, but he's got a number of companies. Some are more popular and some are more uh, prevalent than others, but he's got like six or seven things going on at the same time. So I thought we'd look at some of his companies and just discuss and see if they really are changing the world or if they're, they're of any interest or they're just kind of like there for uh, grabbing attention. And I thought you'd be interested in it because you come, back, come from an environmental social justice background. And so a lot of his companies are aiming towards that objective. But, uh, but yeah, I wanted to talk to see if Elon Musk really is uh, our generation's Thomas Edison, or if he's just a madman, or if uh, insanity and genius are just uh, a thin line between one another and, Indeed. Uh, and see. Did you, did you watch the uh, Saturday Night Live uh, appearance? I mean, I saw his monologue and then <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I mean, did he do a good, did you watch it? Did he do a good job? I saw a few clips, but I, I just felt a bit cringy and awkward, so I had to stop. It was a bit uh, well, challenging to watch. I mean, when I read his bio, I was definitely, I had a lot of respect about the fact of where he came from and how he grew and how he developed and built himself and his company. But uh, there is something about him when you watch clips that makes you feel a little uncomfortable. I don't know if that's because of uh, <clears throat> who he is or he's not a sociable person, but, uh, but definitely in terms of product and results, he's uh, a genius, I would say. A lot of interesting things have come up, but we can get into that as I list each company and we can do it. Okay. But very brief background. I'm sure you know this. He is actually a South African born, but can half Canadian. Uh, I, I don't know if you knew this or his mom is from Canada. And uh, he uh, left South Africa. He went to Queens, our, our, our university in Kingston. But he then he transferred to the University of Pennsylvania. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So he left. Uh, he left Canada for the states. Uh, um, him and his brother uh, um, started a company called Zip2.com uh, uh, in 1995. It was like an online city guide. That's sort of like our our, our modern day TripAdvisor, I guess, or things okay. to do. Uh, um, uh, uh, the New York Times used it. The Chicago Tribune used it. This is when the internet was like up and coming. So he really jumped on that bandwagon. He sold the company to Compaq. Do you remember Compaq? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they still exist or not, but I think they merged with HP or something. But uh, he sold it for a good 341 mil. Uh, so in uh, 99, he started X.com, which was like a payment processing center. And mm-hmm. X.com, interestingly enough, <clears throat> merged with Continuity in 2000 and they formed what is today known as PayPal. So they call it the PayPal mafia. Uh, some of those guys who started that company, they are all billionaires, uh, the LinkedIn guy, the, the Facebook investor guy, Peter Thiel. So, uh, um, and in 2002, they sold the entire uh, company for uh, $1.5 billion. I'm sorry, I don't know if it's the entire company or his share, but uh, it was definitely, uh, it was bought out. Uh, uh, I think I think it was his share because uh, Peter Thiel- Probably his share. Yeah. So 1.5. So that was sort of, he became a billionaire at a pretty young age in his 20s. And uh, he was a very like uh, uh, computer backgrounded guy, very technological background guy. So he took that money and then he started his ventures into various fields. So uh, I don't know if you know or not, but very cool. Like I thought I was, I thought that was very respectable for the startup world. It's super respectable. I, I heard um, that when he had that uh, windfall from uh, PayPal, PayPal because it sold to eBay, right? Or eBay acquired it. Mm-hmm. Um, he, sorry if I, if you cut me off if I'm just uh, stealing your thunder, but I thought he decided like, okay, I've got this huge chunk of money. I can sit on a beach or I can just keep going. And he d- decided to like divide the money into those. Uh, oh, really? Into the different. Uh, uh, just throw everything into the next uh, ventures. Uh, yeah, I read something. Uh, I read along. He's, he's all in in his ventures pretty much. And I think he risks it all or, or whatnot. And there was a period of time that some of his companies were going bankrupt and he almost had nothing. And now he's like the third richest person in the world just to show his dedication. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think his biggest company that we know or the most common one is Tesla, right? I think that's mm-hmm. the, pretty much the global brand. And, uh, and he's trying to create vehicles that are electric, that are affordable, that are good for the environment and uh, that are stylish and modern as well. 
Um, here in Vancouver, I think every other car is a Tesla. <laughs> it seems yeah, like on same the here. road. Uh, uh, have you ever driven one or been inside one? Yeah, it's cool. Is it okay? I've never. I've never... It's very distracting. Like the there's this huge console yeah. in the middle that like is a, basically a huge iPad, which is massively distracting for drivers, yeah. I'd imagine. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I uh, uh, for literally a second we thought about getting one, but then we didn't. Uh, we're 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 not there yet. We 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 took we went with a Honda, but uh, um, Tesla is the most valuable car company, uh, beating some of these other traditional ones that have been around for for years and years and years, which is impressive since Tesla is somewhat new. Um, I think the vehicles are beautifully designed. I think aesthetically uh, looking like simple, classic, uh, very mm -hmm. great. Um, that console thing kind of bugs me a little bit too. Sometimes when I drive by a Tesla, I'm sort of staring at it, even though I'm in my car. Uh, but it, it's, I've heard that like, it can like, it's a computer sensor, right? Like it not only can it just tells you about your car, it tells you about uh, what's in your surroundings as well. When it's time to like charge, when, uh, if it needs to fix itself, it can, it can kind of like upload with the main server and kind of like fix certain aspects of it. Um, yeah, it's fascinating, right? Like I think for a car company, it's very revolutionary. Do you know where they make all their money? How? Batteries? Uh, they, they make money from carbon credits and uh, emissions credits from other oh, car no. companies. So, explain, so explain, explain that. So basically, um, there's regulatory credits, and I think it's uh, to do with California. I yeah. don't think it's a US-wide thing, Yeah. Uh, but I stand to be corrected on that. Um, and there's other car companies, they're not doing uh, electric vehicles or they're doing it on a smaller scale than Tesla, which is a pure play electric, like electric yeah. car company. And um, for them to continue producing like gasoline, diesel cars, they need to pay an emissions credit or to cover that okay. uh, for the emissions that these cars will produce. Right. And they go to Tesla is the source for that. So because Tesla gets all these credits for their good work, yeah. the car companies like Ford and GM or whatever, buy them off of Tesla. They ah. pay Tesla for them because Tesla's in abundance of it. They get credits for good job, good job for are, producing. Are they getting these. credits from the government? Uh, I believe they're getting credits from the government uh, for doing this. And then um, the like old school car companies buy them off of Tesla in order for them to be like in balance for their emissions uh, targets. And is it, and, they, and it's huge. And it's it? like okay. huge. If you look at their like um, their state financial statements, they yeah. make their money and not from selling cars from that. So is that, is that a sustainable model? <laughs> no, that's no. why like yeah. loads of um, loads of short sellers were like ganging up on Tesla because uh, like you said, it was the most, it is the most valuable car company. Like, more than all the other car companies combined. Yeah. Uh, like hugely valuable. And yeah. they're like, this is not, this is not right. It doesn't make sense. So the actual, actual uh, vehicle, whichever model you choose, it's, uh, 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 it's not profitable for the company at this, at this point. I think um, they're just investing so much like back into the company. They're still like, you know, developing um, R and D Am Amazon in its early days was just pouring more money back into their own, their own company for, for their development. Oh. So yeah, it's, it's probably not making uh, money, yeah. but what's allowing them to, to uh, stay afloat is those, those carbon credits. Cause I remember a couple of years back, there was almost uh, a brink of back. And Bitcoin. Uh, and Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was almost a brink of bankruptcy, right. For Tesla, I heard where his valuation was just yeah. like, they almost lost it, but then he kept putting it in his own money and just time. And then eventually it bounced up. But like I hear about people waiting in line or having their name on a list for like months and months to get Teslas and then they can only produce X number per year, right? I think um, it's getting better. it definitely has a good thing going. I mean, when yeah. I see one going by, I think, wow, that's cool. I'm jealous. Yeah. I think uh, the people who are driving it are, you know, fantastic people and um, it's very aspirational. Yeah. So uh, they got all that stuff going for it. The brand is it's very cool, right? Cool. So uh, uh, we'll go. I have uh, um, eight of his companies listed. We'll go yay or nay if we, if we support. Are we, are, we, are, we yay, are we yay or nay on Tesla? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Yay. Good. There yay. we go. Okay. Second company uh, related to Tesla uh, is Solar City. Uh, uh, um, so, Solar City is a solar panel manufacturing uh, corporation where uh, they want to make solar panels available to the masses for cheap and try to get 
more people that use solar energy. Uh, I believe there's a connection between the two because the batteries in Tesla have a relation to the Solar City battery. So there's some same IP back there. But, okay. uh, 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 but that seems interesting as well. Um, I know you've been interested in, in solar energy for a while, uh, right? And uh, I remember you talking to us about it back when like, we were like, what is that? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I think it's pretty uh, notable, like noble as a, as a cause. I'm, I'm, I think one cool thing I see recently is I see more and more houses in my neighborhood with solar panels on them, which I think is, is great uh, for it. And if I can learn more about it and get more uh, involved and, and it could be affordable and just like uh, an easier connection between application and, and, and theory, I'm definitely for it. Uh, how's the situation like in your experience with solar panels globally in the last few years? Have you seen an increase, especially in Europe? Yeah, it's definitely a big thing in um, Germany, our oh. next door neighbor here, because they have huge um, renewable energy policy um, investments uh, from a national level. Nice. Um, and it's so much so that, you know, sometimes people are like feeding energy into back into the grid rather than it's like, oh, just, cool. like There's too offsetting. Much it. Yeah. It's just so much of it that they get paid to produce. That's amazing. Uh, which, which is quite an amazing thing. And you think Germany isn't exactly like loads of sunshine. It's not like Morocco or something. Yeah. Um, so if that's applied to places like Saudi Arabia and, and Morocco, then you could probably power loads of people's uh, properties. Is, is solar energy like the leading renewable energy source that people are kind of, because there's unlimited, there's infinite amounts of it, or is it like one of many? Like, is that the ones people are most betting on? Um. I don't know if I can answer that correctly, but it's definitely up there and the prices have gone down a big challenge, like with any new technology, you know, new, new flat screen TVs that were a thing, they cost yeah. so much money yeah. and now they're super cheap. So like solar panels used to be super expensive, but now when China got on board, yeah. they just destroyed the market in the, in the U S and the rest of the, the Western world, because they just pumped them out. And so the price of solar panels has gone super low. Yeah. So that's a good thing, right? It's, it's made it more accessible for everybody to, um, to install them. So it's definitely something that's more widespread. And like you said, it's uh, definitely renewable. It's uh, the sun. Um, so yeah. we're okay there. <laughs> I think one thing that uh, 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 I've seen an improvement on is that the aesthetic look of solar panels over the last couple mm. of years, I remember when they first come out, they're really clunky and very, very like ugly to just to look at. And I think more and more, it's been kind of like a more of a beautiful design and it's still with the same application and the same practice, but I think it just looks nice, right? Like, like, like a Tesla car. For yeah, example. it's like, te exactly like, like yeah. Tesla, because part of it was before the Teslas came out, the electric cars looked a bit geeky and something was a bit like off about it. So you got made fun of with your friends, haha, look at your silly car. Yeah. And Musk was just like, that's not right. Let's fix yeah. that and make yeah. it look cool. Very cool. I think that's, I think that's it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with making something that has a good application look nice as well. I think as human beings, we like things that are, that are beautiful and like stylish. That's and why Apple, you know, Apple products, people buy it because it looks it nice and sleek and I have, a, I have a quick little funny story about solar panels. I one time went to Mauritania, uh, which is a country in, in Western Africa. And uh, I thought, listen, like I'm going to have some of these like phones and like uh, satellite, like I had all these little technologies and I didn't like, I don't know where I'm going to be. Like, I'm not going to have access to electricity. So I bought this uh, little solar panel charger thing off Amazon and I brought it with me and pretty much it was like a three flap thing where you open it, you put it in the sun and then it connects via USB to whatever. And it charged, it was really cool. And then someone stole it. And so then, it, then oh, no. I lost it. But I, I really had faith. Like, I really like that's where like <clears throat> the turning point where I really had faith in solar energy. But I like wind power energy, too. And that's not only I think it's like there's a simplistic simplicity to it that I like. But I just like the way it looks, too. You know, yeah, I know. That's cool. Yeah, that's big here. Is it? Okay. You have wind, yeah. wind, wind uh, farms or whatever. It's very windy and it's a very flat country. And uh, it's uh, lots of uh, oops. Um. Yes, the, if, if you fly into the Netherlands, which is something I haven't done for some time, uh, yeah. they've planted loads of uh, wind turbines in the, in the North Sea. So yeah. like a big argument against it, you get these people who say, no, I don't want that built uh, around my house and it looks ugly. Yeah. They just stick it out in the water and it, it goes into the, the grid so no one can complain except for the fish. The fish. That's cool. So are we, are we EA or NA or in Solar City? A strong EA. Me too. I agree. Okay. So now we get into something called the Hyperloop. I think some people may have heard about this, but pretty much what it is, is an underground tunnel, which uses low pressure tubes with magnets 
to transport vehicles at very high speeds. So uh, it can go up to 600 miles per hour uh, uh, and uh, um, it can take you from like San Francisco to Los Angeles in like 24 minutes or from like New York to New Jersey in like three minutes. It's just a concept at this point and they haven't really started. I think there's a couple of demos in certain parts, but uh, I don't know if you heard about it or not, but it's- Did you see it, the, sam- the uh, demo in Las Vegas? Yeah, I saw it. Uh, I saw, I think there's a YouTube clip or whatnot. And so it seems very sci-fi-ish and very cool but I don't know what the real application of something like that would be, but I don't know what your thoughts are uh, on it, but uh, it's strange. You know, when I first heard about it, I thought, okay, that's kind of crazy. Because I remember he's big on Twitter, right? He's always yeah. tweeting, like, I'm going to do this and that. Yeah. And he said, I'm tired of traffic. I'm going to start d- digging holes in the ground and, and uh, we'll go faster that way. But I think... I mean, having lived in, in Europe and, and uh, in the UK for so long, and then going back to North America, I find the contrast so shocking in terms of infrastructure, like with transit. And it's, I'm, I've always been a bit of a like a train geek and stuff like that. I, I love uh, that sort of thing. Yeah. And I just wonder, like, you know, America is a very advanced, rich country, and its infrastructure is crumbling, right? Yeah. They, they shouldn't be digging holes in the ground and uh, just firing their cars off in yeah. different directions. They, yeah. they could just build, like, you know, Japanese-style uh, bullet trains around sure. the country. On, That'd be a lot better, right? Totally. And but, I, I, but it goes against, like, the whole American ideal of individualism yeah. and capitalism. and It's a very, like, statist yeah, yeah. way of doing things. I, um, I read that uh, 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 one mile of Hyperloop tunnel could cost anywhere between a hundred million dollars to a billion dollars. So it's definitely Mm. very costly. So, I mean, like, let's say LA to San Francisco, we're talking a couple hundred miles. So that's, that could be a couple hundred billion dollars. So I think it sounds cool, but just for the movies. So I give it a nay personally. I I don't, I'm an, I'm a nay. And also like, yeah, what's to stop there from being traffic in these tunnels if it's successful? I mean, Yeah. So actually there's a difference between, so my next, the next company is the boring company and it does similar to Hyperloop, but it's different. So Hyperloop is where you go into the tunnel. I'm mixing them up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Oh, okay. 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 So, okay. Hyperloop is when you go into a platform and the platform like takes you at 600 miles an hour, the boring company, they're just making holes and pretty much underground roads. So it'd be different. So, so they have tunnels around the world just because there's too much up there. And so uh, I'm, st- I'm still a nay for uh, Hyperloop. Okay, Hyperloop's nay. Uh, but I love the name, the boring company, because I think that's genius. Fantastic. And I think that's a yay for me, the name at least. And <laughs> a good name. But but with but uh, but Hyperloop and the boring company are related. But one is just normal cars, and one's like a, a platform. But uh, I'm actually a nay for the boring company too. Is just because I think like the idea of just building holes underground just for more <laughs> traffic, like it'll just build up wherever you end up going, right? But uh, interestingly enough. Uh, uh, the next company is SpaceX, but the boring company is integrated with SpaceX as well, because as you'll know, Elon Musk uh, wants to build like a, uh, uh, like a community civilization on Mars, but he, yeah. the boring company could help build the roads on Mars. But coming back to it, I think wherever human beings have like traffic, I think just ends up everywhere you go. So you could have traffic on like the underground, you could have traffic on top, and then you'll have to make money. You'll have to try to pay for it. So I hate one of the things I hate in life is when they built a new bridge or a new tunnel and they charge you to use it. I'm like, screw that, man. Like, I'll just take the, uh, the longer way because they, they have to make their money up. And this happened in Istanbul a lot. There's an underground tunnel that connects Asia and Europe. And every time you took it, you had to pay like, I don't know, 25 lira or whatever, which builds up, you know, a lot. But I'd work. happily pay that uh, versus taking that bridge because I was stuck in that traffic for like two, three hours. Uh, it was yeah. a nightmare. And so I'll That's pay that true. premium. Yep. Uh, and also okay. when I was on that bridge, my, my friend said, you know, uh, Istanbul is due for an earthquake any day now. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know, but like the whole Hyperloop and the boring, I'm not really interested. So I'm a nay on both, uh, whether it's platform or roads, but I think underground tunnels are not really my thing. Yeah, I mean, people in London complain about the underground, but it's been around for, um, what, since the late 19th century, mid 19th century, and it does the job. It gets people around uh, like a 10, 15 million person city. Uh-huh. And, you know, you get rich people, middle-class poor, all, all, all taking it because it works better than driving. Yeah. So I'm, I'm cool with that. It's an old technology that st- uh, stands the test of time. Um, so I would be in favor of these hyperloops and little holes, as long as they were done for the common purpose of, 
commuting large groups of people together, not like prohibitively expensive charging, you know, uh, 5,000 uh, euros for a VIP pass. Yeah, um, that's like it becomes thing. elitism. Do you think there's room for improvement for the undergrounds, like the tunnels in London and stuff, like uh, modernization? Oh, and... yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, people, like I said, they, people complain about um, transit wherever you are. And it's yeah. obviously no different in London. But like there are some newer lines in London, and I think they work great. Like this Jubilee line. Yeah. Um, it's pretty fast. And they have uh like this protection over the platform so that um people don't jump onto the platform onto the tracks and, and die or fall over so that seems like a normal yeah because yeah, it's it's near canary wharf so uh, the bankers have pretty depressing uh, situations so they might <laughs> lose money or something um yeah i don't know I think, uh, like I said, it, it's, it has its uh, purpose, but the way that he seems to be doing it is very like individualistic yeah. and uh, yeah. American style. I mean, if, I ever, if he ever created one of the two, I'd definitely try it out if I had the opportunity just to see what it was like, but it's not something I, as like, yeah, I'm as uh, enthusiastic as I am about like the Tesla and the solar city. But like what I don't get about this uh, whole Hyperloop and uh, Boring Company is it just seems like he's allowed to do this. He's like, yeah, you know, in in uh, Ottawa, it's taken you know fifty years for them to make a light rail because uh, of approvals and yeah. committee and community meetings. And Elon Musk is just blowing up holes in like around Los Angeles. No, no one seems to be saying anything. When you're a billionaire, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> you can do what you want, right? <laughs> um, okay, my next company. This one is, I think, very well known, but uh, controversial. Is SpaceX? His his space okay. venture company. It's an aerospace company. Uh, he wants to reduce costs for the public to go to space. He wants to travel uh, among cities via space. Not a lot of people know that. He Not only is it like going out there, but it's like, oh, let's go from Hong Kong to London <laughs> through space, you know? Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he wants to set up a colony on, uh, on, uh, on Mars. He wants to take people to the moon. It's just about making space travel more accessible and affordable for everyone. Uh, um, um, interestingly, very interesting. He uh, so it was based in Texas, I believe. I mean, there's a headquarters in uh, there's a there's a center in California, and then there's always like a, also like a launch pad or something in uh, uh, I think Texas as well. Uh, he's bought out like a, a pretty much an entire village in like the eastern coast of Texas or something like that. He tried to get like all these people. Like he paid like he said he'd pay people like three times their fee, uh, the house value to get them like to leave. Oh, he, he was clearing them out. I didn't know. Well. That. I don't think so. I think at first, uh, at first they like lease bought a little bit of land and then they leased land. And then, uh, and then they started building an infrastructure. I think this is a launch pad, by the way. And uh, I might get, I forget if it's Texas or Florida, but I read that a lot of people were paid money and they said, oh, we'll give you money if you want to move away because you're still within like, we want to kind of get all this land safe. And some people were like, yeah, no problem. And then other people were like, no, <laughs> we will stay here. This is our home. And he offered them like three times the market value of their houses. And I must, I remember reading that some people still didn't take it and stuff, but, uh, but uh, yeah, so he's really putting a lot of money into SpaceX. And I read at times he was dividing his work week between Tesla and SpaceX. He'd do like some crazy schedule, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday at Tesla, and then Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday at SpaceX. And it, there are two different places. So he'd have to like fly with his private jet back and forth, you know? So with his uh, rocket. And so uh, uh, this one, right? This right. And so then, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've always loved space, uh, anything with space and space travel. So I think it's cool. Like uh, I really do. I, I mean, like that's just my natural. I know a lot of people don't think it's cool, but uh, but like the idea of colonizing Mars. Yeah, do you think that he's lost the plot a bit there, or um, is that something that uh, only Elon Musk can achieve in in his lifetime? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Mars is far away, man. It's like, it takes like what, eight months or something of travel or something like that. Two years, something. Yeah. Why don't, why don't they start with the moon and then go see how that works? Yeah. I mean, right now they have this Japanese billionaire who would be, who will be his first, uh, like he's already registered and ready to go. He'll be his first customer. Like uh, he'll go up to space and accept or Mars or something. So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know if Mars if space is something of fascination for you, but uh I'm a yay for SpaceX because I think it's just cool. Like personally, it just makes the, the young kid inside of me. Yeah, I'm a yay for uh, SpaceX just because the people should be pushing the boundaries on that. I think it's great. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm always wondering, like, you know, we read about the space missions that um, NASA is doing in the 60s. 
cool. I'm like, what's happened? What's no, they've just uh, yeah. just chilled out since then? I guess, well, of course, they had their accidents in the 80s. Yeah, I think and, also uh, money, money and interest has declined significantly. Money. But uh, we should be um, more like the Jetsons at this point <laughs> in time, right? <laughs> That's an old reference, Dave. I don't know if a lot of people understand. Okay. That. But sure, oh. I understand it. I got it. <laughs> okay. Uh, but it's cool. It's, I think it brings out like the interest as when we were young. Like the, the space has always been of something of fascination and there's stuff to learn. And like, uh, uh, I don't know if I could go to Mars. I definitely would definitely go if I had the opportunity. But do you think like once we yes. start colonizing no, Mars, um, like the other aliens will get upset and see that we're trying to uh, um, expand our power and like finally detonate our planet? Yeah. And then like the Death Star and the troops will come to Earth and like surround yeah. us. Yeah. And... Because they're probably just watching us from, you know, making sure we don't do anything silly. And then yeah. they're like, okay, this Elon Musk guy needs to be neutralized. And then Star yeah. Wars starts or, happening. Or maybe he takes off his mask and he is one of them, right? Maybe he is one of them. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's just the very beginning of Star Wars, to be honest. Um, let me ask you a question. Like, if you could live <laughs> on, I mean, of course, I agree. This is really going to, for sure, the beginning of Star Wars and then the end of Star Wars is also positive, so it could work out. By the way, I was walking down the street on, like, a block yesterday, and I heard the Star Wars, I heard, uh, like, Star Wars music coming out of someone's house, like, very loudly. <laughs> it was so weird. <laughs> would you go, would you live on Mars if you had the opportunity or no, Earth is Earthbound? I would go to Endor, where the Ewoks live, but yeah. I don't think I would go to Mars. Um, yeah, I, uh, I think that's not really the right place for me. Yeah, I get it. Um, so SpaceX <laughs> is still a yay or a nay? Uh, yeah, I'm a yay. I think that's, that's the kind of thing that you should push some boundaries on. And, cool. and, you know. I think there could definitely be a lot of scientific benefits from this whole process as well that might not be space related but could contribute to humanity as well i think you could probably figure things out and so so uh, uh I'm, I'm totally for it um okay the next company we're almost done we got three more uh um, they're a little smaller i'm not i didn't actually know about them but uh, the next one is called starlink i don't know if you know about this not but starlink was oh, actually, yeah. it's, a, it's like it's part of spacex and it's pretty much a satellite internet company he's trying to uh, launch more satellites into space that can provide fast reliable cheap internet so uh, he's got 420 uh, star links in space already, little satellites and stuff. And they're providing really good internet around the world. And he wants to launch more. Uh, it's just about getting internet to every person in the world for a reasonable price. And uh, I think there's nothing wrong with that, but that's how all movies that start. Sure. <laughs> but that's how all, all like movies like, like that start. Uh, I don't know if there's <laughs> some like mischievous uh, uh, backstory there or whatnot, but the idea of internet for all, I think is, is, it should be a basic human right pretty much at this point uh, if we're using it for good. But uh, internet prices have definitely significantly dropped though. I, I think that's good and it's become more accessible. But I remember, do you remember when internet first came out like to, and how difficult it was to connect? The pages would like very slowly load. You get a few bits at a time. And then you're Netscape like, get off the phone. I'm get off the phone. <laughs> yeah. So it's amazing how far that's come in our lifetime and our generation as well, right? So. I mean, I don't we know grew the... up as kids without internet, or it was just starting off. And yeah. um, and now I you remember. Can... Um, you know, do you remember ICQ? Of course. Yeah. yeah. What was the What was the annoying sound? It was like uh oh, uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> and the little flowers and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. What happened to that? Yeah. They went under. Um, yeah. I mean, there was a time where getting on the internet was not done by your phone. It was done by your computer. It took. 30 minutes for what now takes 10 seconds. <laughs> uh, uh, you couldn't, you know, there was no messaging systems. There was no Facebook. There couldn't there be was... super respectable without uh, this high speed internet. Here. Oh my gosh. They're like, what yeah. the hell are you, radio on the internet? What are you talking about? What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. For, and, this is for better or for worse. Cause then for, uh, four people have to listen to our voices every week. And then, uh, and all these billionaires took, to now, now billionaires took advantage of that. And they're like, you know what? We're going to put the radio on the internet. We're going to create a social platform where we can criticize other people and like or dislike their pictures, you know? This is my, this is a, a small point. Um, I think, of course, it's a great thing that uh, internet is being, being uh, beamed around the world to people who don't necessarily have it. Yeah. But I think they've skipped a few steps. Um, there's lots of people in the world who don't have like, running water and um, energy and uh, shelter and all that. So like yeah. all these Silicon Valley um, tech people yeah. are all focused on like apps and social media and internet, things like this. Yeah. But how come 
they can't do some cool stuff like that. Wouldn't it make sense to like economically empower uh, these people so that they could then, you know, I'm thinking of their own self-interest, make make, uh, people in Sub-Saharan Africa and uh, Southeast Asia super uh, rich so they can spend loads of money on um, these stupid apps that they produce. I mean, that's very, that's very like noble of you and like well intended, I guess, I guess it's not as, as attractive and romantic as the ideal of like an app and it's not as profitable as quick. I can least. you imagine though, someone's just going right. hungry sure. somewhere and like, oh, I got, at least I have internet. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, I, I agree with you. I think if someone can figure it out and then kind of merge the two, there can be profitability as well as doing good. Um, but yeah, like I, I think it's great. And not only sub-Saharan Africa, like Northern Canada, like uh, like uh, Southern America, like like everywhere in the world, there's a lot of places where internet is not a priority at all, right? So like, uh, yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, but okay, generally, yes. generally speaking, I'm a yay. I, I think at least it's a good start uh, for Starlink. Yeah. It sounds kind of weird. It sounds like it's part of like the Star Trek <laughs> franchise, but whatever. That's wow. uh, it's it's cool. Um, his next one is called OpenAI. I don't know if you know about it. It's a nonprofit. Uh, um, he believes that artificial intelligence is going to be the biggest industry in our generation. And so OpenAI is an organization that makes sure industries in this field are supervised and, uh, and regulated. And, uh, and uh, it's, there's no financial motive, he says, behind it. It's just to make sure that AI can be controlled pretty much uh, and, uh, and be supervised. And uh, yeah. Um, he obviously knows a lot more about it than, than I do, but he seems frightened by it. He yeah. seems like concerned <laughs> about the possibilities that it has over okay. our, our lives. Should, should he not be, do you think? Or should he be? Or is it justified? Yeah, I guess there's, you know, significant uh, disruptions coming uh, in terms of people's jobs uh, being disrupted and displaced yeah. by uh, the computer. But that's always been the case, right? Like, They've always, uh, there's been like discussions around technology replacing people's jobs for decades now that it just, it does get rid of some jobs, but it creates new ones. So, um, yeah. and maybe us political science grads have to be a bit worried, but um, let's make sure that people study uh, whatever it is you need to do AI uh, development. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't really give AI that much thought. Um, I mean, just based on my experience of movies and everything, they always take over and it ends up being bad, but but I definitely think like there's benefits of it, but we should be somewhat cautious as well. Uh, I mean, an organization that can regulate it or at least supervise and keep us up to date would be a bad thing, I think, right? Maybe, but who watches the uh, Watchmen? Is this is the uh, expression? Of, uh, yeah. What do we yeah, do? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a yay at this point for OpenAI. I just in, until I get more information uh, for it, but. Uh, but maybe it's like those movies where like the open AI ends up gathering all the information and then they end up being like the, the AI that controls us all. Yeah, I think that's quite possible. I, I'm not sure he has the purest of intentions, but uh, who am I to judge, right? There you go. Um, the last company is actually related. It's called Neuralink. And he's looking at ways to see how you can merge human beings uh, he, uh, with AI technology and not so humans can become AI, but that's what I thought when I first started. But, but uh, in terms of like, you know, how, for example, when we can think of something and something can happen technologically or we can do with medical research, how we can kind of merge the two so AI doesn't take over as humans. Uh, so um, um, I think he's looking more in a way so we can control it. It's like in the movies when you see like, uh, you know, artificial hands or, uh, or like someone's got like a chip in their brain or something that can help like cure disease. So he's trying to merge that AI human gap between the two and see if there's technologies there. Uh, I'm a nay for this, uh, just because uh, if <laughs> I think this is like a double-edged sword. I think if it's like very clear in terms of like medical assistance or like disease prevention or whatnot, sure. But I think like once people get too powerful and like see like they can get these like weird, they can do this weird stuff with the weird technology. I think things just go downhill from there. I think there should be a limit, but that's me. Yeah, I think if it's like the Matrix where you end up learning Kung Fu after a little bit, then um, that's cool. I would do that. <laughs> uh, if it helps you like learn languages and all that stuff, then yeah, sure. But of course, there's quite the nasty, uh, devious elements. And what if you get hacked? What if someone's like, we won't give you access to your uh, limbs again until you repay us in Bitcoin, uh, and, and they hold you to, to hostage, right? Yeah, that's that could happen. I guess. <laughs> 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 no, 
I uh, so are you, are you a yay? I, I forgot to ask you. So are you a yay nay on this one and on OpenAI? Are you yay or nay? What do you think? Um, I'm a nay on OpenAI, but for a specific reason that uh, Elon Musk is doing too much. He just has to like drop that one and focus on something else. Okay. Um, but I understand the concept, so that's okay. Yeah. And then this one, it's going to happen anyway. So sure, why not? But again, I'm thinking like, how, like a lot of people, how, how does this guy manage to do all of these things, let alone one of them? Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah. It's, do you think he just started these companies and like he's associated with them in the sense that he's, he's like, this needs to happen. I start it and then like get some money and then hire the people to do it. Yeah. There's no way he can do eight companies. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think he, uh, first of all, I think these are offshoots of like the main companies, which I think are Tesla's Tesla's is main. SpaceX. And uh, SpaceX are his main ones, right? So I think that's, and those are multi-billion dollar companies. And like, he doesn't take like leadership roles in them though. If you watch, he's not like he, like he, like for, for Tesla, he's like a developer or an engineer or something. And for SpaceX, I think he does more of like, he hires other people to do management and public PR roles. So I think all these are just like, departments and offices within one of those two companies but I also think like maybe he's got a lot of ideas and he's really like kind of maybe like a hyper guy and he needs things done and so he just creates companies puts money in them and then checks in from time to time generally speaking I think he's a fascinating character and I think he's helping kind of push human human uh, society and technology forward which I think is always how things start and and that we can develop but uh, uh but I think we have to be, this is a new realm of, of, of possibilities for human beings. I think we have to be very cautious in how, and, and take it slow if we want to do it right. Like, for example, like for out of all of them, I think Tesla and Solar City are probably the most interesting for me since he started and there's like an ultimate gain. But like you said, I didn't know about the credits, right? So, I mean, he, if, if the company is, uh, has a good intention, which it seems it does, trying to reduce carbon uh, footprint, trying to create more cheaper, reliable electric cars, he should put a lot of energy in trying to get off that the, the credit aspect of it to make it his company profitable, right? Because a profitable company will be able to produce more, more products at a reasonable rates and more people can access them. I'm all for electric cars. I, but you know, I, if you asked me 10 years ago, I would have been like, they're clunky and they sound gross and, and like, I don't like them, but like the Teslas are beautiful. Like if you look at a Tesla, it looks so nice. So like, yeah, uh, I've got a charging point right outside my, my place. I can see some Teslas getting charged and no it's way. all the municipality installs them and, yeah. uh, to, to encourage. So um, I think that's, it's great. Um, yeah, why not? It's fine. As long as, uh, I guess the main problem is as long as the uh, power source is not derived from like a coal plant, you're just yeah. making everything worse, right? Totally. Um, I, I think for, 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 I think, uh, for a long time, we've been stuck in one way of doing things. And I like disruption because, you know, with disruption comes uh, evolution in terms of these technologies as well. So, I mean, I'm generally supportive of Elon Musk. I think I don't really care about his personal life or how much money he owns or whatever he does, et cetera. He names his kid numbers or anything. That's not my concern, but. Uh, he has a very colorful personal life though. That's true. That's for sure. It's, it's, it's true. I mean, yeah, it's true. And so, but I think, uh, think people who think outside the box are always really cool. And so I uh, go for it. I mean, I don't agree with everything you do, but it's your life. <laughs> and, uh, do you think that uh, someone like that could only uh, succeed in America? Because you don't really see people like America has this special formula of, of all the people that we name, hmm. you know, these billionaires we always talk about, they're Americans yeah. Yeah. or they're from, they're from other countries, but they end up in America. It just seems like America has this, has this formula of producing uh, crazy innovation and really push things forward. And what is it? How come, how come um, you know, Turkey or... Uh, even the Netherlands doesn't have the same capacity. That's that's a very good point. I would agree with your assumption, uh, with your with your thesis, uh, with that. I think America has this uh, drive between like creativity and capitalism that kind of produces a lot of billionaires, where they encourage kind of like risking and, and taking chances. I don't think a lot of other places around the world really uh, encourage uh, people thinking outside of boxes. They're just kind of stay in your box and do what you have to do. I think China's starting to change a little bit when it comes to certain technologies though. I mean, like for example, in China, like you see them like duplicate what the world does, but, and like mass produce it, but not really innovate things. But, but a lot of these new companies coming out of China, tech companies, phone companies, um, 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 Alibaba, right? Uh, like yeah, well. but here's the point um, on that because there's the um, 
I'm in blank. Alibaba CEO Amazon? founder. About, uh, Jack Ma. Jack Ma. He, he's disappeared because he, he got too big. He started saying stuff against the Chinese government. Yeah. And that's what happens in some of these countries. Like in Russia, if you become too big of a billionaire, you threaten the power of Mr. Like P and he doesn't like it. Who's that? And Who's Mr. P? He starts making some tea for you. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and so that's probably, I guess America doesn't have a huge track record of like taking down billionaires. They're allowed to just like run riot and dig holes and stuff. Well, I mean, so in America, for example, if we're talking about a Musk or a Bezos or a Gates, that was uh, the environment that allowed them to create these products or these things. But the same system also promotes greed and capitalism on Wall Street, where it allows these bankers and these people to like manipulate markets or to just to work towards money. And is it the same system? Is it the same motivating yeah, forces? Think, uh, you know, uh, it's just um, it's uh, capitalism in overdrive, and people are incentivized by money. Of, of course, that's a big factor. But it's a very good place to create start a business. business. Yeah, there is like at the end of the day, people do criticize uh, the United States, and there are of course those very strong reasons for doing so. But like, yeah. they do have good um, a good legal system for the most part. It protects the individual. Country. Yeah. yeah. Um, like you can go bankrupt with your company, and people are like that's okay. Yeah. Start again. Man. Start again. Try it again. Yeah. Whereas if you go bankrupt in some other countries, they'll just say, you're not, you're, you suck, um, go get a regular job. Yeah, so, I mean, I think it's a double-edged sword. I think there's positives and negatives of it. I mean, if you look at the numbers, like all the, like the, the world's most, uh, uh, the, most of the world's billionaires are American-based, right? Um, depending, and then within that, if you're like tech, you're probably out West. If you're finance, you're probably out East. Um, um, there's a lot of freedoms and protections for you. Uh, and I think there's a lot of opportunity and talent that you can help and 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 work with and and do it. I mean, I uh, I uh, I started a, and I think people's mentality are different is different too, right? Like there's more uh, you can find like-minded people who think like you. For example, I'm just like for example, I'm sure Elon Musk for each of his eight companies has people who have the same vision or the same way of thinking or can at least acknowledge and adapt with his thinking to adapt to it but if you come if you if like if you took elon musk and you put him into like indonesia or malaysia could he have done the same thing that's probably the thing not. is that probably not i mean there's world-class education uh institutions you know stanford and harvard and all the rest of it yeah uh, just pumping out smart people and people go from all over the world to study there like yeah so there's the brain drain from indonesia and malaysia because their best and brightest get scholarships to go and study at Oxford or um, Ivy League schools. So that's a, that's a challenge, I guess, for some of these other countries to to produce homegrown talent like that. Well, I mean, even if you look at Musk's background, South African born, Canadian educated, American, like he comes from a very diverse background as well. And maybe all that stuff really helped him to get to where he wants to go. So, yeah, I mean, that's my that's my thing. I think he's an interesting guy, and his companies are interesting, and it's definitely something I'll w watch and look out for. And I just thought it would be a timely topic. He's in the news a lot recently. So yeah, absolutely. He's a fascinating character. Um, he's still a relatively young guy, so uh, yeah. he still has a few more companies to create, and uh, it'll be interesting to follow his uh, trajectory. Yeah, and and just as we end, interestingly enough, when I put his name into Google this morning. Uh, Google News, like the first article was that he's uh, he's no longer the richest person in the world or something. I think he's dropped to number three or four. Because but... Bitcoin crashed uh, yeah, today. Yeah. Um, so... What do you think about his, uh, on that note very quickly, yeah. his cryptocurrency uh, maneuvers? Because you were following um, crypto for some time, and this is for sure something we can cover on a, another episode. Yeah, <laughs> episode. I mean... I, well, I learned my crypto knowledge from you because you were explaining it to me because I, I got in the oh, game a, I'm little, sorry. <laughs> a little late. I have no crypto now, so don't worry. I was I, I, I had a little Bitcoin and Ethereum, but I sold them off. Um, but I thought it was interesting that any of his tweets really just make things like- He was made, super like, influential. Yeah. And then eventually he his company, I believe Tesla bought a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin or something along those lines, right? Like uh, Yeah. And then so, stopped. They said, oh, we're, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm done with it it's too risky of an investment for me. I'm, I'm traditional, I'm, I'm based, but I thought it was interesting that one man, one phone, one, one platform could just influence billions of dollars around the world, you know, but, but I don't know. Like I, yeah. What do you think? That's, 
Yeah, um, there's a lot of uh, people who are very much into cryptocurrency around me, especially in my my uh, business program. Yeah, and I haven't reached the stage of where I'm comfortable in debating or challenging them. But uh, I like my limbs to be attached where they are. I don't want to get attacked. Um, yeah. But I, it, it is a bit cultish. It has some cultish uh, things, and I don't think any reasonable investment um, should have one person unless they're the CEO of the company influencing yeah. the price of that thing. So why would Elon Musk's tweets cause such and such things to happen to a, a, a currency? That's kind of uh, terrifying. Yeah. I mean, I think some people see him as some sort of kind of uh, uh, new age, neo uh, leader, uh, business tech tycoon who knows everything about business, especially like a tech, new age technology business. And so like people, like I would, if you said, oh, who do you think about when you think of tech, which tech leader do you think of? Do you think when you think of crypto, I would, I would associate with Elon Musk as well. Just 100%. Because, think, yeah. because they just link together. But it's strange that he has that much power over, over things and he can just go up and down. I mean, he runs, he should run his company how he feels fit. But also keep in mind that a lot of people are being influenced by him and are affected by him as well is a, is, is a grave responsibility. I'm, I'm like social media, Twitter, Instagram, all this stuff. I'm really just like, I just watch it. I'm not on any of these platforms. Uh, I mean, except for Facebook, but Twitter to me just sounds strange because your opinion can just differ from morning to night and just <laughs> affects so many people. So it's, it's, a, it's a weird world out there, the crypto world and the investment world, but I'm an, I'm an observer. I'm just, a, I'm just a witness, not a participant. Well, have fun staying poor, as they say. <laughs> there we go. Thank you so much. No problem. When you're up, when you're living up there, Dave, just think of us people down here. Huh? Bring us okay. up with you. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, All right. Thanks, yeah. Dosh. Thanks, Dave. I hope you have a great rest of the evening. I uh, uh, And you're staying safe. Same to you. All the best to our listeners. And uh, sayonara. Sayonara. That was what I was going to say. I was going to say sayonara. Oh, too. Rain. Bye. All right, Dave. <laughs>